So in The Science of Mind, Dr. Holmes wrote, Imagination awakens within us the inner forces of nature and stirs into action latent powers which otherwise would never come to the surface. Imagination taps the very root of being and utilizes the same power that brought the world forth from chaos. Humankind produces the power to create and in its own life controls its destiny through the activity of its word. This word cannot be willed, but it, but, but it can be imagined or imaged forth into expression. This word, this prayer, this affirmation was propelled to form by imagining, imaging, visioning within your powerful imagination how your completed work will appear, sound, smell, feel to the touch, and feel to the emotionally charged energy of your soul. We are not speaking of today a process of visioning or something that you might have to take a class to fully incorporate into your spiritual processes. We're speaking of allowing your consciousness to imagine, to just daydream, and play with the limitless realm of your imagination to such a degree that within this playtime of the soul, at least temporarily, no other world reverts one atom of your thought. Victor Hugo wrote, thought is the labor of the intellect. Reverie is its pleasure. Just as an FYI, the dictionary defines reverie as a state of dreaming. Dreaming meditation. So we love, Dan and I both, we love our current home out in Stone Mountain, right on the edge of Stone Mountain. It's a brick ranch, two, ba two bathrooms, four bedrooms. It was important for the cats to each have their own room. The house is a perfect square inside. And it's a perfect square because it's built around, the center of the house is an outdoor atrium. It's an outdoor atrium. And it's got four glass walls on all sides, and we have transformed the atrium to a wonderful oasis, which is visible from any room in the home. Now, before we found this house, coming up on four years now, I would often, I kid you not, I would often daydream about how the perfect house for us might look. Even drew it out a few times, and always, 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 my imaginary home would have that built-in atrium in the center and the rooms of the house would be built around this inside outside oasis an oasis which would serve as a respite to quiet the day and also quite honestly as the opportunity for the cats to go outside and get some fresh air enjoy actual ground under their feet without fear of them running off or being bothered by some other random animal. All about the cats. Four more cats, I'm going to be my mother, I'm telling you. Yeah. And I could spend hours in that daydream, 
imagining the sound of the fish pond, the smell of the flowering plant, the tree or two, and of course, this redwood stained paneling, which we saw once at a little hotel that we would stay at in the Monterey Peninsula on numerous occasions. Being from the South, I guess that such a house could only be found in California, a house with a built-in AC. Yet the naysayer of my mind was not powerful enough for me to keep from just playing with my imagination and imaging this perfect house. It was just too much fun and too exciting not to imagine it. And little did I know until after we had bought this particular house that Dan too spent time imagining a house with a built-in so, safe to say, discovering this house was a collaboration of consciousness. And the first time we viewed this house and walked in, in the front door and was greeted by this wall of windows that was welcoming the outside, inside atrium, we knew that was it. We knew that was it. And here's what we want you to know. We didn't affirm for this style house. We didn't pray for this style house. We didn't labor under focused thought for this styled house. We simply allowed our consciousness to experience the play of reverie. We imaged it into being, not out of want or desire, simply out of playful imagining and dreamy meditation. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, it's a happy talent to know how to play. To know how to play when you harness the playful and powerful talent of your imagination. Losing yourself in the multi-sensory experience of your consciousness, you embark, embark on an act of genesis to manifest new worlds for your journey, to explore and enjoy. Let us learn the principles of our teaching. Let us practice the principles of our teaching, and let us live the principles of our teaching all for the sole purpose of having fun and having a fun and exciting experience with energetic play and creation, which is the title of our lesson this morning, Energetic Play and Creation. So we have a little parable for you. I love this parable. And it's about a lady. She, she works hard, but she's married, and she comes home from the office one night very late. And so she quickly goes upstairs. And she opens, quietly opens the door to her bedroom, not wanting to disturb her husband. And when she looks at the bed, she sees two pair of shoes, not one, sticking out from under the cover. Oh my. Well, she immediately got upset. Her imagination ran wild, and so she reaches for a baseball bat and starts hitting the blanket as hard as she can. And once she's done, she goes to the kitchen to pour herself a glass of wine. And as she enters the kitchen, there sits her husband sitting at the table reading a magazine. And all of a sudden, she looks like a deer caught in the headlights. And he says, hey, honey, your parents have come to visit. I let them stay in my, our room. Did you say hello? 
imagination. See, the, the moral is imagination when left focused, when focused, or when left unfocused. Unfocused serves to ignite the passionate energy of the universe into action. And of course, our wife serves as unfocused, undirected, imagination, reactive, reactive to the current environment. That's not much fun at all when we react to the current environment. There's something going on, and it's not matching what we perceive our world to be. And we begin to react. And that's not fun. You know why it's not fun? Because in reacting to the environment, the individual's energy is being pulled into the scenario, being drained into the scenario, as opposed to proactively having fun creating the scenario. In short, they're ceding their authority and innate, playful, creative power. Our affirmation card this week is from Esther Hicks, who said, as you deliberately direct your thoughts and focus upon the things that you do want to draw into your experience, you will begin to receive the life experience that you desire on all subjects. Along with this deliberate focus of thought, ask yourself, are you having fun in the playground of your mind? Are you having fun using your imagination? Are you completely and joyfully losing yourself to the worlds that you are creating? Do you have a sense of reverie? In metaphysics in general, we speak a great deal about spiritual processes, the steps of visioning, the steps of affirmative prayer, and all of that is well and good and has a rightful place in the individual spiritual evolution. Yet, it's all for naught if we're not having fun, if we're not having a good time. I want you to think about the story of Genesis for a moment. Remember that story. It reads, God said, let there be light and there was light. It did not say. First, God took out her class notes. Then she proceeded to construct a three, five, or seven step treatment. Writing it completely out so she wouldn't miss a step. Of course not. Genesis points us out to the necessity of jumping right in to the creative process like a child jumping into the puddle on the sidewalk in play with the process of creation. Take note of something else in the Genesis story. The heavens and earth were complete, completed in what? Six days. Seventh day was for rest or to go to church, take a nap. What's the importance of the six days? It's just a parable pointing something out to us. It's pointing out necessity of taking time with your daily activities. You add a little here and a little there to transform, change things out if you want to, to allow yourself to take time for that which you are creating. If we are to believe the story of Genesis as a fact, the fact is God did not say make all manifest things manifest right now. had some fun. God played with the light 
added a few planets here and there, some solar, solar systems for reasons I'll never fathom. God added politicians. Evidently, God's still playing around and having a good time with us. The Genesis story provides a wonderful example of energetic play in creation. Just jump right in. I often say the water's fine. Energy fine. Have a good time. Abraham Maslow said almost all creation Almost all creativity involves purposeful play. Purposeful play. Forget about doing the spiritual work once in a while. Shift your attention to focus on having a little revelry. Some spiritual play. As it is in that play, that is where you lose yourself to the worlds of your imagination. The vibration of your energy is at its most potent resonance propelling the images of your imagination into form when it is in that meditation room state. That is true reverence. That is true reverence. Carl Jung said, the creation of something new is not accomplished by the intellect, but by the play instinct. This is important because you have a play instinct. You also have a creative instinct. Guess what? They're one and the same. The universe could care less if you know the steps of visioning, the steps of treatment, or scripture, front to back, or the science of mind, front to back. What the universe wants to know is, are you having a good time? Are you playing with your creation? And you know why? Because it's going to resonate with that higher vibration. The more you play, the more you lose yourself, the stronger your vibration more the universe is resonating with that vibration coming out for you. And this is why over and over and over and over again, I see folks and, and they'll say to me, you know, Reverend Tony, I'm treating so hard. I'm treating so hard to get this or get that done or to feel that, to transform this. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be hard. It should be light. It should be airy. It should be fun should feel as if you're on your favorite ride at Six Flags, whatever that may be, and you're just having a blast. It should feel like you're 18 again, dancing on whatever speaker at whatever bar you used to dance on. Y'all used to dance on the speakers, right? And not just me. Use your imagination, not to temporarily escape the circumstances, but to focus your playful, powerful attention to create Use your imagination. Use your imagination. Nietzsche said, in every real man, a child is born that wants to play. This is important for us because we talk a lot about our inner child and how so many especially in metaphysics, maybe bruised or wounded from other theologies. They've had a rough childhood, or maybe life in general over the last decade or so hasn't always been pleasant for them. And so they're carrying some layers that need to be pulled back. And we say, oh, we want to get to your inner child. We want to get to your wounded soul. 
soul or your unwounded soul. And we do. But the fastest way to get there is not through spiritual work, but through spiritual transformation. The fastest way to heal whatever it is that you want to heal, to transform whatever it is you want to transform, to bring forth whatever it is you want to bring forth, is by having fun doing it. This is not process that is heavy, that requires work. It requires comfort death, letting that inner child come out. And if you create a house with purple polka dots, and that makes you feel light, that makes you feel playful, then by God, I can promise you this, you're going to demonstrate a house with purple polka dots. Providing you spend time Buddha said, the master of the art of living makes little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his education and his recreation, his love and his religion. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence in whatever he does leaving all others to decide whether he's working or playing. To him, he is always doing nothing. Always doing nothing. You know what they say? Do what you love and the money will follow. Do what you love and the love will follow. Do what you love and the health will follow. Do what you love and the right and perfect career will follow. Do what you love and the oneness will follow. We cannot do what we love and not have a playful time doing it. We're doing what we love. We're not having fun doing it. We're doing something wrong. I love the head nod. Right? I like that you're agreeing with me in this moment. The question is, can you go out and practice this in the next moment? Can you go out and say, well, I've been working on this. I've been working on that. Let me stop working with it. And now let me start playing. That's what we want you to do. We want you to go and have a good time. line there somewhere trying to come out and I just don't know what it is. So we'll see. You know, there's a great story and it's about a, a, a student and a monk and his disciple and they decided to climb to the top of this very tall mountain and it's a mountain at which they lived at the base and they wanted to climb to the top because they knew they were going to enjoy this just phenomenal view. And after hours of hard work climbing the mountain with, with, the, with the teacher, Occasionally stopping and looking at the flower and enjoying the scenery. And the student going, no, come on, we need to get to the top. Let's get to the top. They finally got there. And as they were just getting a few yards away from the top of the pinnacle, the clouds started to accumulate around them. And they reached the top. They were completely surrounded by fog. And this glorious view that they knew they were going to have was hidden. And the student got very upset, very upset. And he turned to his master, expecting him to be equally disappointed. And instead, the master stood at the summit, his arms outstretched, smiling. And the student said, Master, what are you doing? And the monk replied, I'm enjoying the view. 
join the group. But there are times in life when I see like the master sees. I clearly see through the conditions, through the fog, no matter what the appearance. I allow myself to experience the reverie of play with the, within the power of my imagination. The experience is as real to me as anything I experience in the external realm. It's not that I am unaware of the fog. I just recognize it for what Dr. Holmes taught us the fog is. Form that is subjected to the power that creates it. Form that is subjected to the power that creates it, created it. I experience the fog as part of this beauty. I experience the fog as part of the wholeness of life. I experience the fog as evolving into what others might say is a fanciful daydream. And certainly the fog is there, but it cannot stop us from enjoying the view through the power of our imagination with the intention of knowing that that view that we're focused on is in the process of becoming. And the more the view that we enjoy, that we have that sense of reverence, the more focused our consciousness becomes. And more focused, the stronger our vibration becomes, the more we are propelling that energy into manifestation. And truthfully, I admit there are times in my experience where my experience resembles that of the disciple, the student, where all I see is the fog, because it just seems so clear. Ever had that experience? All I see try as I might, I can't see past it. And it is during those times when playing with the daydream falsely feels impossible. It feels impossible that that's going to happen. I'm wasting my time. That I have to remind myself either intentionally or Going online, listening to an old podcast, picking up the science of mind magazine, calling a great practitioner, something to remind myself that the place reserved for all that we are imaging into fruition and all that we desire is being fulfilled by our energy, being pulled to react to the scenario rather than proactively having fun creating let us no longer be here to settle, to have our energy react to any scenario, and let us always be willing to jump into the infinite puddle of spiritual creative energy, feet first, with purposeful intention to express as masters of energetic play and creation. That is our charge. When we find the fun, will find the manifestation. Author Peter Zalingo wrote this. He said, to come to be your, to come to be, you must have a vision of being, a dream, a purpose, a principle. You will become what your vision is. You will become what your vision is. And it's your vision, the fog. No, the fog is a distraction. 
fog is an effect. The fog confirms how powerful you are. Because when that fog is there, just on the other side of it is the manifestation. And as that fog lifts, your desires, your dangers begin to come into view. The purpose of the fog is to allow for the evolution, the expansion, Perhaps the purpose of the fog is to remind you to meditate, to just breathe. Understand, we talked about us imaging through the cosmos before. Perfect cosmos. Never seen one like it in the state of Georgia in all my 29 years. Here it is. What we want you to realize is that your daydreams, your daydreams comprise of the, it has DNA of your thoughts. It has DNA of your thoughts. For you to manifest, to bring forth that DNA, for it to begin forming with other, aligning with other life energy, it requires some action. Requires you to move out and begin looking through the fog for your dreams. Looking through the fog for your dreams. Sometimes you're not going to see it. Sometimes you're going to walk right in and it's going to hit you right in the face, full force, right where you are. You want to have fun doing your spiritual process. And I get it. I hear it all the time. Some folks will say, well, you know, Reverend Tony, I, I, I didn't do my spiritual work. I got sidetracked. Got rushed for work. I slept late. Had to take the dogs out. Whatever. And they'll say, I feel guilty. I feel guilty because I didn't do my spiritual work. Let it go. Let it go. Every breath is an opportunity for you to experience for you to experience that masterful creative energy that you are and bring forth all that you want to bring forth into creation through play. See, it only becomes work when we deem it so. When we deem it so. I'm going to leave you with this. Napoleon Hill said, Cherish your visions and your dreams as they are the children of your soul, the blueprint of your ultimate achievement. Cherish your visions and your dreams as they are the children of your soul. Look, how many people saw Sophie's Choice? One like it all. Every day, it's like great metaphysicians are living one do I give up? My daydreams or my intentions? Which one do I give up? My dreams or my inner child? Because I can't have both. Yes, you can. They're 
one and the same. And as you focus on those dreams of that inner child, and that inner child is there. You think it's raining today because we needed the rain? No, it's raining because I want you to go out and play in the puddles. Allow yourself to have some fun. Allow yourself to play with that inner child, with that powerful creative energy that comes forth in you. Let go of the work, let go of the processes. And I tell my practitioner class, some folks are going to cringe at this. We teach five step treatment in all science and mind. When I teach them, when they finally get the practitioner level training, which is a three-year process, I tell them, you will do five steps of treatment. You will do them in order. And you will do those five steps, and you will do them in order for those times when you're called to write an affirmative prayer for a magazine or do an affirmative prayer up here at the Wonderful One Conference. But in those quiet times, when you're communing with source, when you're having some spiritual playtime, the universe has you controlled. And if you get it wrong, the universe always allows a do-over. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me. Infinite mind. Infinite mind. In as and through me. In as and through me. Blesses and multiplies my offering. Blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work. And returns to me. And returns to me. Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. And if 